Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Marie-Jean. Oh, oh, comment ça va, Michel? Je suis ravie de, de te voir. Je suis heureuse de être ici, visiting Los Angeles. Je flew in pour la fumée lunch party. And Mary Jane couldn't make it, but thank goodness we have Marie-Jean here to <laughs> uh, accompany me on the Weed and Grub podcast. We, we did some live poetry. Uh, it was a great time. Great time. Of, uh, yes. Wait, can we do... Uh, what up, Mary Jane, in French? Uh, yeah. Okay. What up, Mary Jane? <laughs> uh, salut, mate. Comment, comment ça va? Ça va bien? Je suis ravie uh, d'être ici à Weed, Weed and Grub. <laughs> Keep going. A podcast about... Uh, uh, C'est un podcast uh, sur uh, le cannabis, uh, le comédie, uh, le cooking, <laughs> la culture... Uh, et puis, euh, le, doing les accents qui sont complètement ridicules. <laughs> That's so awesome. Man, you're so cool. That's so awesome. Like, because a part of me was like, oh, I could have done some of those. Lay cooking. Nailed that. I, I could have done that. But I couldn't have. Like, I don't, you know French. Well, that wasn't French. That was just saying cooking with a French accent hey Fake. that's more french than non-french <laughs> <laughs> oh that was so fun though we got to go to the launch party for this fantastic new line of top shelf weed called fume follow them at enjoy fume on instagram and they threw this fucking amazing party and we got to go and do comedic poetry and you did stand up and It was just so fun. I was nervous as fuck because anytime it's like something that we don't normally have the opportunity to do, right? like, do you want to do poetry? My first thought is like, no, because <laughs> that sounds wild. But then you just say yes and you figure it out. And I didn't figure it out. You said, I think I want to play a French character named Mary Jean who just flew in from Paris. And you wrote a whole song. It crushed. <laughs> Fumé all day. Fumé, fumé, fumé all day. <laughs> Stick your nose into this jar and take a big fat whiff. These phenotypes and cultivars drip turps with every sniff. Fumé, fumé, fumé all day. It was so fun. It was hosted by the lovely Brooke Bergstaller, fucking awesome MC. Sarah Weinshank showed up to do comedy. Adrian Earhart, our fucking awesome, hilarious friend, did a, a like a super amazing overview of her whole life in the form of a poem. It was very cool. It was so good. You fucking crushed doing stand up for Stone People, which I'm always so excited to see. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> per performing for Stone People is its own special skill. They applaud with their eyelids. <laughs> yes, they do. They clap so hard with their big, beautiful lashes. <laughs> Everyone, you always know everyone is having a great time if they're there. Mm -hmm. You you have to almost do a lot of crowd work between bits to make sure everyone is engaged. Uh, drinking or sober audiences are there and they're attentive and it's a date and it's here for a good night. 
I mean, you've listened to us on this podcast. We go all over the map. Imagine the brain of someone trying to talk. Like, it's a lot. So you got to continually do crowd work with them to make sure they stay on this plane. Yeah, because they feel the need to be connected. That's why they're fucking there in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, for me, like, that's a huge part of getting high is just feeling present and connected. And so if I'm at a show where I'm feeling disconnected from the person on stage because they're not really talking to me, Yes, it can be a little weird. So I think you're so good at that with a crowd of people who are really high because you know how to talk to us. And my crowd work is generally nice. Like yeah. It's like kind crowd work. I'm yeah. not there for you to be like, what's your... What's your profession? And they're like, doctor. And I'm like, doctor, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not comedy. Yeah. That's just making fun of someone for giving an honest answer and getting a cheap laugh. So I think because I've never been heckled by a cannabis crowd, uh, they are there to answer genuinely and feel connected. It's my favorite kind of crowd work to do because everyone's there to be nice. Yeah. And that's all I want. Be nice and have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> and that party, I mean, it was so great because you show up. It was this beautiful outdoor space with this bamboo forest that you walk through. And then you got into the space. There was amazing food by the um, herbal chef. Yes. Chris and, Sage. Yep. And then there was a can beverages so you could drink your weed and then this huge bar with all of the fume flour and pre-rolls and king cones and then a spot to sit down and write letters to people who are incarcerated for cannabis offenses through the last prisoner project which was awesome i wrote a letter to someone and can we stop down and talk about that for a second because i think with something like fume or these parties that are not only Los Angeles-centric, but Mm California-centric. Sometimes I get nervous on the podcast about talking about them because it's like, well, if you don't leave in a legal state or you're not in California, um, you might not have the opportunity to experience these things. And I hope you do come to California sometime or these things are happening in your neighborhood as well. But something that is across the nation is Last Prisoner Project and is letter writing campaigns like this. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe maybe um, there aren't these big bashes that we have the opportunity to go to, but the biggest, most important part of these big bashes is the like change that you can make from anywhere in the country at any time you want to. And yeah. so I just want to talk about Last Prisoner for a little bit and the people who were there um, because of Last Prisoner. Yeah, it was amazing. I can't remember their names, but there was a guy who showed Sean. up. Sean, and he had been imprisoned for cannabis, incarcerated, sorry, mm-hmm. for cannabis. There's, It's an interesting world to, to learn to use new language, too, to not say necessarily that you were a prisoner, but that you were incarcerated. Because mm-hmm. um, then the label isn't on you. Right. It's the... It's the system. System. Right. Oh, cool. Uh, and he had been incarcerated for a cannabis events involving 10 grams of weed in uh, Alabama. Alabama and he and his wife came to this event to talk about that experience how uh, his life was changed by it and since getting out now what they see as possible through legal cannabis and the opportunities and she was so lovely because she was like I'm blown away like I didn't know there were parties like this she said this is utopia for us to be standing here at this party and then he went to prison for 10 grams of the same plant like let's not forget that that's the reality for so many people is that they're still being busted for tiny amounts of a plant and sent to jail and their lives are effectively fucking ruined in a lot of cases. A so. lot of cases, especially in the uh, the part of the letter writing at the Fume party was they put a packet, a thick fucking packet of papers of all of these incarcerated people and their life story and a picture of them and you could choose who to write a letter to 
address it on an envelope and mm-hmm. send it to them so that they can get some you know everyone loves to get mail but especially yeah. something like this and so many of these people are serving incredibly long sentences some of them are in prison for life for nonviolent cannabis offenses so yeah it's just there were tips on how to write an effective letter what they what might be helpful for these people to hear from you on the outside um, how to make sure that your letter gets to them to like not include certain you know types of language or like you know just how to make it uh the, the most sort of effective letter writing campaign possible. So just, yeah, check out The Last Prisoner Project at lastprisonerproject.org. They have all of the information on their site so you can actually start writing to people yourself. And it's a great way to get involved. And there are a lot of grassroots organizations doing amazing outreach work. Uh, they are one of them. 40 Tons brand is also doing a lot of great outreach headed up by Corvian Cooper and Evelyn LaChapelle. And follow them at 40 Tons because they have a lot of educational programs that they're rolling out right yep. now with a lot of great names in the education um, sector. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Sector. Ah. Ugh. Oh, you you need to smoke a joint just to get rid of that weird yeah, taste in your yuck, mouth. <laughs> yuck, 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 Like LinkedIn just like crawled into my back and attached to my spine like a Neo Matrix move. Oh sector? sector. I, I brought Fig Newtons up. Mary Jane. What's going on? I don't know. It's not hot boy summer. It's like, yeah, it's, I don't know what it is. You know what it is? It's a year and a half of a goddamn pandemic, like frying all of the things that were just normal for us. And now we don't know like what's up and what's down. And you think Fig Newtons are a food that should be eaten, you know? <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't be. I'm saying words like, oh, God. Uh, before we move on, thank you to Jay and thank you to Jenny of Fume yes. for curating, inviting, and um, successfully executing a really great thing. Yes, executing a fucking amazing event. I came away laden with the most glorious swag bag I think I've ever seen. I'm so excited because I have all of this incredible flower to share with friends here in LA, and I'm so excited to see what they do next because that party was awesome and fun and cool, and I ate so much good food. It was just great. There you go. Yeah. Sector, huh? Oh my God, dude. Let it go. <laughs> I will. I, I should smoke a joint though to like figure this here you go, out. Right Where here. is it? Right here. I hand you your ashtray oh, as we thank speak. You. Well, while we're uh, sparking this joint, do you want to talk about uh, the latest thing that we've become sort of, uh, you know, interested in that we just binged? There's so much good TV out right now. Yeah. I don't know another time that I've like devoured entire seasons of things yeah. with no apprehension. Well, the l- I'm loving a lazy Saturday. I know. The revolution has really arrived with top-of-the-line fucking A-list actors, directors, writers, all making television. Like the 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 taint of, you know, what was once like, oh, a movie actor would never uh, would never have done television that existed right up through the 90s and maybe even into the 2000s is gone and now all of the good work is happening on tv and all of the shit is at the fucking cineplex that's all like fast and the furious and fucking superhero movies mm-hmm. so the great actors and Wait, the great storylines the shit that is yes. best is no superhero movies they're all shit fuck the marvel universe fuck it all i hate it i don't care everyone can come for me i think it's fucking nonsense and it has destroyed art <laughs> i'm gonna smoke this joint Fucking wow, yeah. No, I do. I really think the superhero movie has, has has ruined the movie going experience because that's all people want. And you know, look, I loved Aquaman. Uh-huh. Obviously, like I see the place for those things, but like the great sort of like, um, 
I mean, I, I just miss the sort of that like mid-level great actors chewing scenery drama shit that used to happen that you could go to the theater to see. Doesn't exist anymore. All of those movies of the 90s and early 2000s are now on HBO. I, <coughs> Excuse me. Can we talk more about this? Yeah. This is Because I don't, I think it'd be very easy to clap back at you and just be like, ah, but Thanos and all this bullshit. But I think what it is for me on that same note is um, there's like the variety, the variety is gone. Mm. Variety is gone. They're trying to couch something for every single type of person right. into one movie mm-hmm. instead of making a bunch of different movies and then allowing you to pick what you want to see. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy... I love uh, uh, Marvel movies. I love them. I think that they are so fun. I like that every 22 minutes I'm going to see something I've never seen before and I just have to get through people talking in buildings to get there. Uh-huh. And I can I can weather chatting by men in capes and women wearing tight leather to go see something rad and explode. But... There's no nuance anymore. There is no, um, everything that is nuanced feels like an Oscar grab where it's like, well, we know, we know that if like white and black people talk about race, there's gonna be an Oscar nom. So let's create that. And sometimes they're great and sometimes they're shit and it feels like pandering. And so it's, I, I feel you on the Marvel stuff, but from a different angle. Right. It's, you know, those, those superhero movies, I mean, look, we just went and saw F9 at that crazy cinema with the reclining chairs, and I had the best two and a half hours maybe of the past six months. Like, it was the full-on most escapist fucking nonsense. I ate an entire container of dips. <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole bucket of popcorn, and I had a great time. And yesterday, you did a Vin Diesel impression from Fast 9, and it's been like a month and a half. So, yeah, that movie hit you. Yeah, Vin Diesel, he's amazing. He's, he just slows everything way down. He's so interesting to watch. I think it's fascinating. I love when, Michelle. When, when family is here, Welcome. family is the best <laughs> welcome home man <laughs> like, i love michelle rodriguez i've loved her since lost i think like all of the women in that fucking movie the woman who plays the hacker is like so hot and cool like i just think it's fucking great but that said that's not acting right it's like it's uh, on the level that i'm really talking about when we're talking about like these hbo wonderful shows where people are chewing the scenery and like truly having like revelatory experiences as characters in scripted situations as opposed to like running away from a bomb or whatever so i don't know i guess there's a place for everything but i'm just i'm just uh looking to hbo and television in general for the thing that used i used to get from going to the movies that's all what you make me think of is that the movies used to give you breath they used to give you a time between an hour and a half to two and a half hours to breathe and see something unfold Mm -hmm. and be taken along for a journey. And now eight episodes of White Lotus or I think 10 episodes of Nine Perfect Strangers will give that same feeling of unfolding and Mm -hmm. breath and development that I used to go to the movies for because now the movies are like, we need to like hook you in for two and a half hours and just keep punching your eyes in the dick until your eyes bleed. And then you're like, I'm so glad my eyes are bleeding. Let's get out of here. And make sure that when you leave, you buy things. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the worst part of it for me is that oh. it's become this whole universe, you know, and situation in which you go, it's like any of the theme parks, you know, any of like the Disney properties. It's like they, you leave they make sure that you leave wanting to buy whatever it is for yourself or your child or whoever it is that now has an attachment to this character and you get the merch. Same thing with these superhero movies. But, you know, when you're really creating something like Parasite, I don't think um, 
What's would you truly name? would you truly go to the movies to see any of the stuff that we're talking about these days or would you stay home to watch white lotus and then look at tiktok to get your action um fix would you no. really go to the movies for these things yes. these days one of my greatest movie watching experiences in la was going to the arclight to see moonlight did you see moonlight of course i saw that at the arclight and i was changed by it like it tr- it moved me it's like any of any of the greatest films that you know you are like truly um life-changing that you see in a movie theater you'll never forget that i it's yeah it's important i think to experience that with other people too one of my first kisses was during titanic because it was long (laughs) enough that i had the courage to go and kiss her it took the first hour 45 but the last 45 were one of the most memorable experiences of my adolescence right yeah i mean i think i'm talking more about like um my experience of being emotionally changed by what I'm seeing on screen in the presence of other people is what I'm specifically talking about. I'm not just talking about something that's not a superhero movie like Titanic because I kind of lump that in with the same as like a big disaster event movie. I'm talking about like smaller films with great actors, like any of the millions that you could think of that are just not superhero or action or fight or combat or disaster or whatever. You know, Parasite's the one that jumps to mind that I've seen most recently. Um, but anyway, this is maybe a little blathering because I just got stoned. So it's okay. I like talking about movies with you because we've been binging so much <laughs> of everything to try and like well, catch we, up. Yeah, binged the White Lotus. Uh huh. Watch it. F- fucking incredible! If you haven't seen it, if you've especially if you've ever worked in any form of hospitality at, at anywhere ever, as a server, bartender, hotel clerk, fucking massage spa attendant, whatever. It's it's just it's anyone who's had to deal with amazing. rich people. Anyone. <laughs> Had to deal with the extremely privileged rich people. This is a show for you in a service position. It's it's just truly such an incredible portrait. Every actor so fucking nails it. I'm Coolidge totally. Jennifer Coolidge is getting all of the awards buzz, but everyone in that cast. I think it should be Armand. There's not a fucking weak link. All of them. You're so right. I'm obsessed with Brittany O'Grady, who plays Paula. Uh, she's like her, I just want to stare at her. I just want to like go find her and just be like, can I just sit next to you and like look at your face? Because (laughs) I don't know what's happening, but Jesus, (laughs) you're perfect. (laughs) Oh goodness. It's so good. And we watched the first three apps of Nine Perfect Strangers. Oh yeah. What is going on? What is going on? Also, the craziest cast, like Michael Shannon playing this kind of like schlubby He's every dad, guy. but he's no one, oh but I, he's everyone. He's so good. <sighs> White tennis shoes as a father who's anxious? Yeah. What the fuck? The anxious New Balance guy? Uh, Nicole Kidman is not of this planet. She's just, I don't know what's happening to her. She's just like turning into light as she, like every year she just gets closer to being made of light. That would be a really funny Nicole Kidman flip book. If you take her from, was she in Thelma and Louise? No. Okay. What, what, some Aaron Brockovich? No, that's Julia Roberts. What's an early Nicole Kidman for this? Uh, Moulin Rouge. From, from, yeah, if you flip book Moulin Rouge to this beaming white light of Nine Perfect Strangers, she would become more and more vibrant until yeah. she disappears into a blip up into the Milky Way. You can almost see through her. <laughs> <laughs> that's so She's funny. translucent. She's also incredibly solid and just like a powerhouse of an actor. But well, that's she because she's not like... dying. It's because she's self-actualizing. Yeah. And she's the only one on the planet who's nailing it so hard. 
hard right now that she self-actualization looks like white light. I mean, she there's a there's a moment in which she the camera is directly on her and she's like taking Bobby Cannavale's face in her hands and then it shows what he sees with her super close up face. And we were watching it and we were both like, whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what? That's she doesn't even seem it's it's she reminds me of that um uh Kate Blanchett in Lord of the Rings as uh Galadriel. Absolutely. Just like that just like wild super crazy bone structure super super long hair like you look like something out of a medieval painting. Yes. It's you wild. know what I learned from that Game of Thrones and Nine Perfect Strangers? What? The sun loves a wavy hair. The sun loves a wavy hair. The sun absorbs and reflects <laughs> and bounces off of a long wavy hair. It's it's it, it's definitely the sun's favorite hair type. Yep. Yeah, long, loose tresses uh-huh. of those medieval maidens. Absolutely. Looks great. Favorite thing to bounce <laughs> off. Totally is. I'm so excited to watch the rest of Nine Perfect Strangers super fucking stoned because that shit is trippy as hell. And it's just getting weirder. Like, yeah. Yeah, the cliffhanger of the third episode. I was like, okay, we're going to strap in for this. Pool... If you're not, if you don't have HBO Max, like pool together five people and share <laughs> one account, and each of you will pay a dollar fifty a month. It's, it's worth, worth it. it. Jinx. Jinx. Um, can we talk about the other thing that is not highbrow <laughs> that we watch a lot well, of? No, because we've already destroyed. <laughs> but we've taken the cinema to task, and we've taken. Um, storytelling to task. We can't then <laughs> reveal our... <laughs> of course we can. Some of the people that I know who have the absolute most exquisite taste love fucking trash TV like Real it's Housewives. It's like walking in on the New Yorker fucking Maxim and being like, yeah. New Yorker? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is even lower brow than Maxim. It's like National Enquirer shit. <laughs> F-Boy Island, everyone. Which again is on HBO. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> But Jesus Christ. And this was definitely supported by edibles. Yeah. Um, which was perfect. Yeah. It was delicious. Uh, delicious edibles experience. And with the, you know, my absolute obsession, must love bananas, uh, ice cream bar sweetened with dates and bananas. So good for you. Only seven points on Weight Watchers. Nice. Um, F-Boy Island. So eminently watchable. So absolutely meaningless. Completely chaotic. I still don't know. How many episodes have we watched? Six? Uh, no, eight out of ten. Oh my god, we watched eight out of ten and yeah. I still don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on and I don't care, but also it's very fun to continually be like, wait, what matters? Wait, yeah, <laughs> when they're like, we're switching it up this time. It's like, you've never done it the same twice. There's no episode where you've actually laid out a structure that I can follow because it just seems like it's so fucking arbitrary. The, your fucking thing about uh whenever they get rid of someone they bring on like three more people oh man don't you think that'd be the funniest episode (laughs) fucking reality shows it's always like we're eliminating three people tonight and then the next episode they're like and here's five new people (laughs) that every there should be a reality show where every time the woman eliminates three suitors Uh like six show up and it keeps escalating until she's surrounded by four thousand men it's like a bunch of brian's and james's and she's just like i'm so worried to eliminate anyone else because there it's gonna be eight thousand guys here trying to woo me (laughs) and she's just like i'm having a really hard time making a connection with any of these people because there's just too many and they're all like fighting yeah it's yeah. so I mean, it's her in a room and you zoom out and it's, it's like it looks like zombie shit yeah. <laughs> it's just like men with their shirts off pecs bouncing yeah. holding roses and beach being like excuse me brit yeah like a Zack snyder version of a reality show where it's just like a drone shot of all of them fucking coming for her <laughs> 
what a crazy show that would be. It's fucking F Boy Island is a crazy show though because they were like we're switching it up and then they like yeah they eliminated three people and then they brought these three new people on. They hadn't done that before. They didn't do it again. The judging is different every time. Yeah. Then they started calling them like new Jared and OG Jared and like <laughs> Big Pete and Little Pete. I don't even know. They've got like all different names. And they they said. Um, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, they, they keep saying during um, Final Judgment where they eliminate people and bring in more. Uh-huh. They keep saying, like, he's a F boy. He's a nice guy. And they're like, oh, no. But they're, like, eliminating either based on love uh-huh. or F boy or being nice guys or the money, which hasn't been brought up since episode <laughs> one. So I'm not sure how the $100,000 fits into it. But yeah. I also don't care. Who are they trying to eliminate and why? <laughs> and what is the point of this show other than watching hot people have conversations in the Bahamas? Which, I, yeah. you know. That would be a good uh, reality unscripted show, too, if it was called uh, Can I Talk to You for a Second? <laughs> That's what fucking Love Island is. Is it? Yes. Alexis, Alexis Novak, if you're listening, Alexis was like, it's so good. It's so good. I fucking, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's just fascinating to watch human behavior. And so I started watching Love Island and I watched like 11 episodes and I was like, oh, I thought I was just going to be able to binge this. Let me see how many more episodes are left. And I looked and it was like 56 episodes and every episode is just one person saying to another, like, can we have a chat? (laughs) Can you, can you come over here and we'll have a bit of a chat? You want to sit down and have a bit of a chat? And sometimes it's on stools, sometimes it's on couches. Yeah, it's often, you know, in like on a kind of like a weird settee in a cabana, and then sometimes it's over there by the potted palms. Always just, can I have a chat? Do Love to have a chat, Sam. Yeah, it's fucking... How are you doing today? Hey? <laughs> What is like, happening? You sound like Corky and fucking waiting for Guffman. Oh, So F Boy Island is just yeah. There's, I mean, they're a little more. Um, I don't know, like making out and doing stuff. I guess they like go do stuff more. Like on Love Island, they don't really ever leave the compound to like go touch manta rays or you know go fucking riding horseback and on horseback in the water or anything. Got like, it. It's. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's just watching people, hot people have conversations. Uh-huh. Boring and conversations. Boring conversations. <laughs> hot people having boring conversations while wet. Yeah. Wow. I love the formula. It is very funny how we noted that of the three women who are making the choices between the F-boys and the self-proclaimed nice guys, which is definitely a weird fucking um, division because half of the nice guys seem like total fucking F-boys. <laughs> and all of the F-boys are definitely F-boys. Fuck boys. Yeah. I don't know why we're saying F-boys. We can say it. But there is the... So there are three women, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, Sarah... You should have started listening yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> three women sarah nikia and cj of the three nikia is always they're like putting her on jet skis and on horseback and just always doing fucking crazy shit like and then the other women are just always doing like really basic stuff like you know uh going on a going on a boat to drink prosecco or you know like make doing diy pizza it was like well that's not very exciting but nikia is obviously like game and fun because the producers just have her doing crazy shit all the time She's cool. She is fucking cool. Also, in that dance challenge, her dance number was hot. Fucking yeah, I want to know her. She seems really fun. She lives here. Fucking let's look her up. What up, Nakia? Let's let's have her on the pod. Let's go. I want to get the tea on F-Boy Island. <laughs> also, Nikki Glazer, great host. So funny. So, like, 
she she rides that line of like you want to be her friend because she seems really nice and then she'll just shank it with yeah. some great roast yeah it's and then great. leave because and she like, gets away with it because she's got a beautiful smile yeah, so she's just awesome. so, so good she's so good I love her so much <laughs> I want to I want to be in a unscripted reality TV boardroom where they're making a show like this uh-huh. because I can hear the one person being like wait why are they being voted off and someone else going shut up it does not <laughs> matter we have the budget will everyone just shut up it's arbitrary <laughs> Jesus Brad <laughs> yeah no I'm just saying are they being eliminated for being nice guys or F boys or is it bad it if doesn't matter, did. Brad. <laughs> Will somebody get Brad out of here, Brad. You're ruining this. God, you're ruining the vibe, Brad. And none of them wearing shoes. <laughs> they all have their feet up on the desk. Already Googling Bahamas, yep. rates, airlines. Uh, fuck. Yeah, I think that's the way. It's like, if uh, have you ever seen the, uh, the South Park where they make fun of Family Guy and they say it's being written by manatees pushing balls into holes? <laughs> No, but I love that. It, that's the idea. Is like, and three manatees push three balls into holes, and it'll say like, "Man slips, gay," and then it's like, "We got a Family Guy episode," <laughs> and that's true. I think that might even be one of them. Um, wow. But I feel like, yeah, for unscripted, it's just like, okay, do we want hot people or do we want normal people? And do we want to be on a island or do we want to be alone in the wilderness? Yeah. And then you're fine. Hot people on an island Hot every time. On island. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Wow. Uh, I, I don't just, know how I got on that tangent. I either. don't know how we were yelling about how superhero movies ruined art, and now we're like extolling the virtues of this incredibly fucking stupid reality show <laughs> that I just watched seven episodes of. So, like, don't listen to anything I say ever. I have no good opinions. Um, you're right, because the Marvel universe is only filled with hot people. I so, know. what are you fucking like, it's talking absolute about? It's absolute trash. It's fucking terrible. It's a waste of my time. I only want to watch art. <laughs> and then I'm like, and Fuckboy Island is amazing. <laughs> I want to be friends with Nakia. Please come on the pod. <laughs> Truly, though, some of my favorite people in the world who are absolute fucking brainiacs and who have incredible taste and read and consume everything brilliant also love The Real Housewives or The Bachelorette or fucking, you know, home renovation shows, whatever. Sometimes you need that thing to, like, put a gravity blanket on your brain. That's perfectly said. That's perfectly said. Yeah. I love that when um, whoever wrote We Contain Multitudes, mm-hmm. what they were talking about was um, the Marvel Universe Doubt and <laughs> F-Boy Island. <laughs> yes. <laughs> whoever wrote it. Fucking cool, we, man. We feel you, man. We feel you. We all contain multitudes. <laughs> you want to get to the news? Yeah, let's get to the news. It is presented by OCB. The Grubla Gazette, presented by OCB Rolling Papers, the largest rolling paper brand in the world, crafted naturally since 1918. OCB rules. If you're not trying it yet, will you please try it? Because it offers a full line of plant-to-puff papers made with sustainable fibers farmed from within a 500 km radius of their facility in France, which is powered by 100% green energy. That's kilometers for all of you friends out there. In 2020, a what? Well, I wasn't sure if, because uh, I still haven't looked it up and I've messed it up every time. I just wasn't sure if it was kilometers or kilometers. So I said KM to kind of like hedge my bets. I think they both work. They do? You can say either. I say kilometers, but maybe that's the Canadian pronunciation. You would say kilometers. Kilometers. Yeah. I will say kilometers. So OCB, 
Okay, great. We got there. Uh, In 2020, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling papers and cones that are even-burning, no-tear, GMO-free, and vegan. Not all rolling papers are created equal. OCB offers a premium smoking experience that we call Harmony on High. Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products. Plus, visit OCBUSA.com and follow OCB on Instagram at OCBUSA. I know I was getting a little snappy before during this ad, but truly, if you like us, then please support the people who support us. And OCB is not only a really great brand, um, but they are really great people, which is why we really enjoy working with them. Love you guys over at OCB. Thank you for your support. And this is an this is a kilometer story. It or, is. Or it comes from the world of that system. It, <laughs> this is a story from the Independent, which is an Irish publication at Independent. Dot IE, and it's just dear to my heart because it's uh, about a, a little old Irish lady. And um, basically, the, the, I'll just read the headline Legally blind Dublin pensioner who did not expect her cannabis plants to grow so large acquitted of possessing the drug for sale or supply. That is the headline. The what? Very is long. That? Very long Irish headline. But basically, this little old lady in Dublin was growing a bunch of weed uh, for her own personal use. And she got caught with 325.7 grams, which is just, I'm trying to calculate that into 325 grams? Yes. Anyway, we'd have to do the math real quick. But, you know, a whole bunch of weed. But she um, was caught with it at home, at her home in Tallaght, Dublin. And she was like, I'm not growing this to sell it. I'm just using it for medication. But she was brought to trial. And she was just acquitted. And it's fucking awesome. She's legally blind. She's 68 years old. Her name is Evelyn Corrigan. And uh, I just re- want to read a few quotes from it because it's very sort of colorful, especially because, you know, it's set in Ireland and they're just Irish people just are so like they're such storytellers always like they can't help themselves. So I mean, that headline was long as heck. So. Right. <laughs> so in his closing speech, the defending lawyer asked the jury if his client looked like a drug dealer to them. Is it suggested she was walking up and down the square in Tallaght to sell it? Is this breaking bad meets golden girls? He asked. <laughs> Um, anyway, she uh, uses it for her glaucoma, and um, I love the fact that they also brought the weed into the courtroom to like show off to the jury to like make them scared because she had a bunch of plants, and she got mad at them because they'd mixed it all up together. It was like buds and shake, oh. and they just jammed it all into one bag, and she in court says, did you just mix it all up? Because some of it was leaves, and it's all mixed up now. I've got OCD. That's no good. <laughs> <laughs> What a fun trial, I guess. (laughs) And then she said, it was hard work. I had to push it in out of the rain and push it back out in the sun. God, it was hardly worth it. Easier to buy it. Anyway, she was acquitted, legally blind. Um, You know, they didn't know. She's blind and deaf? Deaf? I didn't say deaf. She's blind? Yeah, legally blind. Legally blind. Yes. Okay. Where'd you get the deaf part from? I don't know. (laughs) Guess you weren't listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in court, she just testified that she bought the seeds from a Dutch firm, She at one of the seed banks in uh, Amsterdam, probably, and she picked a variety that was suitable to grow outdoors in Ireland, and she just grew weed and didn't expect it to get so big and was extracting her um, own you know, weed oil from it to use to treat her symptoms. And uh, anyway, she was let off. That's so awesome. Let off. Let off. She was let off for possessing it for sailor supply. The problem was that they accused her of making it in order to sell it. So, um, but they let her off and they said, yeah, no, that's your medicine. It's okay. 
Very, very great yeah. story. Yeah. Heartwarming, touching. Right. Your accents are so good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, my dad's, uh, I have an Irish passport because my dad was, uh, par- he grew up partly in Ireland. I mean, he was sort of all over the place, but so that is very, very dear to my heart. I spent a year living there. Was your accent that you just did regional or is that a overall Irish? It was kind of like a Dublin accent. I was trying to do Dublin. Dublin? There's all these crazy Irish accents. I mean, any of that whole part of the world, like the regionalisms are town to town. And in some cases, even within a town, you'll have several different accents. So if you go to any place in Ireland and you can actually tell where someone is from the second they open their mouth. And it's so fucking cool. Like you can here in the States too. I mean, regionalisms are amazing, but not yeah, to but, this degree. Yeah, I was just going to say that's like, for me, that's like South Midwest, New York and right. like Calais. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Or like uh, we were just watching Mayor of Easttown and that amazing uh, Philadelphia, the Pennsylvania accent yep. that she has. That water. It's so fucking cool. So yeah, in uh, Ireland, there's if especially there's a great podcast you can listen to that's called West Cork. And Cork is one of the spots in Ireland that has this incredible sort of multitude of really rich dialects. And there's this one accent. He sounds like he's French. It's really cool. So lots, wow. of, lots of cool Irish accents out there. I can't pretend to do them all, but um, I do. Yeah, I do. I do love a Dublin, a Dublin accent. Pretty good. Thanks, Mike. Um, do we want to? What do we want to talk about next? We have so many different topics. We have so many things. I think we should just shout out right now that the um, our friends at Emerge are hiring. If anyone is looking to uh, get into the cannabis industry through a wonderful company that are uh, doing jobs fairs and uh, just all sorts of cool stuff, check out Emerge. Yes, and also on that same note. Uh, can I do a check-in? Yes, absolutely. I just wanted to pull up the Emerge post real quick to just say a little more about the actual jobs real quick. If you want to follow them on IG at um, Emerge underscore Canna, the jobs that they're looking for right now, they're hiring for an events and media marketing director and an event sponsorship sales executive. Get it. Yeah. Get it, get it, get it. Sorry. Just really good people. Real yep. And Chuck is fantastic yes so yeah shout out Chuck uh probably in the bio right in the description we'll add a little link, link. yeah we'll add a link okay. we'll add a link we'll add a link I'll just swallow my own tongue what which region of Ireland no. is... <laughs> it's a rare Nordic accent <laughs> well check out Emerge and check in with us and Weight Watchers week two ah. because I'm feeling really good my number twos are feeling number one. What? And uh, I think I, I don't even want, no, actually, I don't want to say what I'm down because that will make it into a um, a new goal that I will feel bad if I start saying what I'm down to on here and it doesn't, and mm-hmm. it wavers at all. Mm-hmm. That's going to make me feel like shit. So let's scratch that third one. Yeah, I'm going to keep that stuff private because for me, I don't want it to be num- number focused. I just want it. To, yeah, I want to, I want to talk about like, um, my energy levels and how I'm sleeping better and all this kind of stuff. If we are talking about it on here with with food and and um, well, you know, we should because less um, but because it leads into something that I'm very excited to bring up in a moment. But oh. um, but yeah, as far as like feeling good, mm-hmm. that's the key to something like this that I'm learning from you. As as I do lose weight, but I'm eating way more vegetables. Did you know blueberries taste good? What <laughs> crazy, so crazy. I'm eating them by the handful, and they're just like sweet little pops of love. And so. I have to say. 
It's thanks to Weight Watchers that I'm able to take a moment away from consuming alcohol right now. The structure of the program is helping me do that and count all of the edibles points that I'm intaking. So I'm feeling a little more in control of it. And right now is just a time in my life where I need that. I need that structure and I need not to be consuming a bunch of alcohol just because of everything that's been going on in my in my life. And uh, I loved, We were. I was DMing with our friend Jordan and I was saying, you know, I'm just, I, I just noticed, I was noticing that after consuming a bunch of alcohol, drowning, drowning some sorrows, honestly, like, cause I've, you know, there's just been so much happening. If this is your first episode listening with us, uh, yeah. Mary Jane, your sister just passed. My sister, Caroline passed away in July and, um, there was definitely some nights where I was, you know, feeling, feeling real blue and, and needing some wine to help with that. And, um, and I was just noticing that this time at this time in my life, at this point in my life, uh, a lot of alcohol is making me more anxious than it's worth consuming. Yo. And Jordan introduced me to the term that she said she couldn't coin, but I'm giving her credit anyway. Hangxiety. Fucking yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's the perfect word for it. I wake up feeling jittery and weird, nervous, depressed, and, um, at different points in my life, I, I have been able to sort of tolerate that and, and get through or, or, or just ignore it, or maybe it wasn't the case, but right now I'm just, alcohol is not doing the same thing for me that it has done in the past, and that's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just finding such comfort in not drinking and using weed for all things as, not in addition to, but instead of alcohol and for sleep, really, for sleep. Yeah, um, on both those notes, I've definitely drowned, numbed some yeah. sorrows through alcohol, but like numbing the anxiety and the anxiety, like n- numbing anxiety is very different to me than numbing, um, like the normal kind of numbing that I'm like, well, that I've done is for that, myself is the effect like, that you get from numbing. That's what I mean. So right. it's like that self-induced anxiety that then you're numbing to like, that's a different cycle. Mm-hmm. That's a really wild one. So, mm-hmm. um, wow, cool. And on the sleep note, because I've been having so much trouble with my edibles and taking them at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> wasn't working, I started doing what you suggested on last step, and I took 10 milligrams at 11 p.m., mm. and by 2 a.m., I was asleep, wow. and I slept all the way through the night, and so that is my regimen now, too, is like right around 10 right around 11 p.m. and it's helping me get a full night's rest where normally I would just be up till four in the morning um, not doing anything, just being up, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. Wow, I wonder what would happen if you started taking it even earlier. Nine? Yeah. What are you talking about? I mean, I'm straight up going to bed at like 10 o'clock right now. No. Yeah. Really? Not to say that I will do this forever, but right now this is just what I, what I, what I have found is working for me that my body kind of needs. It's nice. What the fuck are you talking about? I know, That's so sorry. early. It's so early and it's so weird because I was always the super up late and always the last at the party and always the one to watch the sun come up and stuff. But I think I think all of those things have their place at different times in my life. And right now is the time where I just need to shut it all down with weed pretty early and sleep a full night. And then, Are you going to wake up at four in the morning and start running? No. Well, I did get up at six the other morning and go hiking. Oh my <laughs> God. So when you left that huge cocoon... In, mm-hmm. in in my uh, kitchen, and I was like, what is this enormous cocoon? And you were like, I don't know how that got here. That was actually you. Yeah, that was my sleep husk. Whoa. <laughs> that I just shed. 
Okay. All right. Um, I, w- I want to check in with your Weight Watchers, your whole experience of like tracking and stuff though. Like how is it going for you? How are you feeling about having to really take note of everything that you're intaking and keep a record of it? Uh, I'm obsessed with it. Mm. I love it so much. I love a detail. I love a point system where you have pluses and minuses because it feels like a video game. Mm -hmm. It is giving me a much needed structure and awareness, not only of my eating and eating habits, but of the day itself. Like I want to get my fit points. So I'm making sure I go on those fucking walks. I want to, I want to use all my points sometimes for things like a food thing we have coming up in about a month and a half Mm -hmm. and do all of those taste tests that we're doing and not feel guilty about it, not feel weird about it, but also like balance those taste tests that we're doing with a big fucking fat walk. So I'm back at neutral zero. Yes. I'm loving all of it. And I also want to take this opportunity to say happy birthday to Matthew Glazer because his, this will drop on Wednesday and his birthday will have been Monday, but I did get him something that would use all of my points for the day as his birthday gift, and uh, it's a pie cake-in. A what? A pie cake-in. Okay, go yeah. on. A pie, let me pull it up. A okay. pie cake in. In. I imagine this is sort of a turducken situation. It is a super turducken for the dessert world. Okay. Yeah. Well, were you going to say something else on Weight Watchers while I get my phone? Or sure. Was you, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I can, didn't. I, I can didn't talk know. about my own experience of what I've really uh, embraced this time around is that it is not restrictive in any way, shape, or form. And I can have whatever I want as long as I log it and then figure out a way to earn the points for it if I don't have them left over in my daily and or weekly situation. Like if I want to eat a banana split, I can have that banana split. It just means that I need to figure out a way to go for a big fat hike with Mr. Moo, who is delighted because I'm walking a bunch more. And I uh, think everyone's benefiting. Also, he likes cuddling with me much more because I'm asleep at 10, which he's so excited about. All he ever wants is for me to lie down. So... (laughs) He's like, if I'm not walking outside, then I should be lying down. <laughs> um, can I tell you about the pie cake and I got my brother Please. for his birthday? Happy birthday, Matt. A pie cake in his red, white, and blue pie cake developed by Zach Young, who maybe you've seen on the Food Network dessert shows where it's a another great unscripted show. A beautiful person sitting down eating desserts and then saying that they like them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board with this. It is wild Maine blueberry pie, New York cheesecake, and a southern red velvet cake layered together with a light lemon frosting. Do you have a picture there? I need to see what this looks like because I can't even imagine. We'll post it on the story for this app. Oh my goodness. So it's tiered. I didn't expect that. Oh, you thought it would be stuffed like a turkey and a duck and a chicken. I thought it was going to be an inside, inside, inside situation. Okay, this looks pretty goddamn amazing. Yeah, it it is stacked. So it's like, I mean, you could go buy a sheet cake and put a pumpkin pie on top of it. And then on top of that, put like a small creme brulee tart and kind of have the same effect. Sure, I guess so. It wouldn't look that great, though, if I did it. (laughs) (laughs) What would be your ideal three-tiered dessert? My stack? What's your stack? Okay, so that stack was red velvet, New York cheesecake, and a blueberry pie. Uh Uh-huh. So my stack would be... um, Fuck, I think it would also... Top cake? Would you want to go top cake... Top 
something and then top pie and keep it in that realm or do you want to really go dessert out and like explore no the space? i would i would follow the same because i feel like just for structure you need the sort of same ratios of like stuff that he's created here like the bottom layer is that sponge cake and the middle layer is more dense and then the top layer supports the pie yeah so i would say top down i would go key lime pie and then I would do like a really nice dense carrot cake with cream cheese frosting. Ooh, motherfucker. And then on the bottom, I would want to do, yeah, like a German chocolate cake, right? Like you got to go whole chocolate. Yeah, you yeah. need chocolate in there for Although, sure. Although, but key lime and chocolate are not great together. So That's I true. Know. I don't know. Well, okay, so not chocolate cake maybe. Or maybe not key lime pie. Maybe profiteroles on top or cream puffs. Can I bake a pitch? What is yours? No, no, no. I'm. I, You're pitching on mine. Okay, yeah. yes. Key lime pie. Mm-hmm. And then you said carrot a cake. carrot cake. Mm-hmm. What about something light and airy like a lemon chiffon or an angel food? No more citrus, something. though, because key lime's got all the citrus. So you don't want any more lemon and, and who lime. wants angel food cake anyway? That stuff is like a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> the cotton candy of the cake world? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. It is kind of a trick. Maybe pound cake. Ooh. Yeah, just like a super buttery, rich pound cake with a nice glaze on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a lot. It, it's going to be real heavy. It's a dense-ass cake that you is, got here. Yeah. Well, I mean, what what isn't going to be dense when it's three <laughs> on top of each other? Wow. Yeah. Okay. What's yours? Um. Oh, boy. <laughs> See, this isn't going to be fair. Okay. So call me out if you need to. Okay. But I think my bottom layer would be a cookie cake. Uh, like a thin, fat cookie with frosting on it. Do you uh, ever see those at like Mrs. Fields in the mall or anything like that? Is it just like a giant cookie? Yeah, but it's called cookie cake because of its thickness. It's almost like pizza thick. Okay. And it's in a pizza. It's picture of pizza, but a chocolate chip cookie with a bunch of delicious sugary frosting all over it. So that would be your like your bottom. That'd be my bottom mm-hmm. layer. And then on top of that, I would want to do an ice cream cake. And the ice cream would be chocolate chip cookie dough. So I'm having all of the cookie elements that are available. Okay. And uh, because chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream, Ben and Jerry's, come on. Yeah, Um, So it would be a cookie cake with crunchy chocolate bits in it and a ribbon of fudge because that was my favorite birthday cake growing up from Dairy Queen. Um, Nice. And then on top, I'm drawing a blank. I could use a little bit of help with the cookie cake, cookie ice cream cake and <laughs> well, then what all goes i can on think top? is that if you replicate that cookie cake layer on the bottom on top again you just have the world's biggest ice cream sandwich <laughs> oh shit <laughs> that would be an ice cream cake ice cream sandwich an ice cream sa- yeah i think that would be Whoa. but then it's not what we were really talking about but who cares well innovation comes from inspiration <laughs> or some shit like that whatever you just created the world's biggest ice cream sandwich you did it's amazing we did <laughs> What a delicious idea. Yeah. The world's... The other thing that I would say would be you could have a chocolate cream pie on top of all that shit. Or like a banana cream pie. I love banana cream pie. Some kind of like custardy, gooey pie that when you cut into it just flows down over the ice cream and the cookie. That sounds delicious. Sounds really good. Ooh, and... Just like your damn I love bananas, Weight Watcher desserts, <laughs> like chocolate and banana and cookie go yeah. great together. Or maybe a dulce de leche, like cream pie situation. Oh, because the caramel flan. Caramel or flan. You could put flan up there. I'm very inspired by your. I'm more inspired by yours than I was by mine. Mine was super lame. Flan would be really good. Flan. Yeah. I fucking love flan. Flan, I ice cream flan. cookie. I think so too. Oh my God. It's so good. Hmm. This is really nice. Yeah. What what in a banana cream pie? What's your uh, banana size? Your perfect banana size? Because I I'm pretty particular because I really like banana cream pie. What is my banana size? Meaning the 
slices of yeah, the banana? Yeah, because, okay, so maybe I should give more context and tell you what I <laughs> think. Like, I like an eight-incher, but, like, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, Island comes down, lifts you out of the ceiling, and drops you in the Bahamas like, she nailed it. <laughs> she, knew, she knows what she likes. She likes an eight-inch banana. <laughs> What size banana do you like, Mike? <laughs> do they make straight bananas? Like, or like not, not straight as in like um, sexual orientation, just like... Straight banana. No, but I think they're mostly curved. Would you eat a genetically modified straight banana no. so it's not curved? It's like... Mm-mm, I don't want that. I don't like genetically modified things. I'm, so I'm an anti. Eight inch on a curve? Yep. Okay. <laughs> a little to the left. <laughs> Wait, what is your what is your question about banana size though? So there's a diner here in LA. There's two diners, and they both have good banana cream pies. But one of them does banana coins. Yes. That are about like half an inch thick. Okay. And another one just like cuts a banana into fifths and puts all that banana into it. So you really have big pieces of banana that your fork can either go through or you can fill your mouth up with an entire almost too big but perfectly big bite of banana. Mm-hmm. Very different pies for that reason. So that's why I'm so curious. I prefer the huge. Like I want a mouthful of banana and I want to almost choke on it because that cream pie is coming in hot. (laughs) (laughs) I like the coins because I'm a fan of like the banoffee situation where it's sort of layered throughout and then a banana cream pie. I think one of the best banana cream pies I've ever had was in Monterey at Christmas time. And we got this banana cream pie from this amazing deli that I think is since closed, but it was the crust and then the crust was lined with banana coins and then the cream was on top of that and then the whipped cream. So it was both in the banana custard and lining the pie shell. And I believe also on top. Anyway, it was crazy fucking delicious. It was so... I've, I don't know if I've ever enjoyed banana cream pie that much. That sounds remarkable and it beautiful. Perfect. It was, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Would bathe in that as well. Basically, I'm just craving sugar right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we Watchers is going great, but also I do feel my lack of white flour and white sugar in yeah. my body. It makes me on edge, and I'm smoking and eating a lot more cannabis now to counteract the... Um, the the addictions that my body is fighting detoxing from right now yes yeah so interesting have you noticed have you been having any like like when i've done whole 30 and i've had to cut out a bunch of stuff all at the same time i've often noticed a difference in my mood headaches fatigue all of that kind of stuff are you feeling any kind of like yes. jitteriness or yes. yeah you are because of no sugar yes interesting absolutely like okay. teeth grinding at times and holding wow. my face in a way that i'm like what am i doing with my cheek muscles right now let's be aware of this and kind of address it and then take it down a peg are you tasting things differently like what? Like I've noticed that one of these uh, banana desserts that I love so much isn't sweetened with sugar. It's just sweetened with dates and it tastes so sweet and delicious. And then I'll have something that's artificially sweetened. Like I popped a Scandinavian swimmer into my mouth the other day when I was leaving my house because I have a bag next to where I put my keys and it just tasted crazy all of a sudden. It tasted like the chemical process was all I could taste. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. It doesn't taste good. Yes. Wow. I didn't put two and two together. So I was up at two in the morning before I got my edibles <laughs> dialed in, thanks uh-huh. to a little advice from you. And um, I was just like hungry because I couldn't sleep and I was bored. And I was like, I have like eight points left over. I need some sweet treat to put me to bed. And I found some chewy gobstoppers in my pantry and I weighed out 
weighed out, counted out 12 because that would have been in my point total. And I popped two mm-hmm. and I was done because it tasted fucking nuts. Huh. It tasted nuts in a way that normally I love a gobstopper and it did not taste good. Mm-hmm. That was wild. It's because of the... F- mm. So interesting right like wow yeah eating an apple and all you're like oh apples are just naturally like that's why my mom wanted me to eat them because they're you know dirt candy right or not tree candy yeah they're like naturally perfect and sweet and delicious with all the sugar that you need but you don't really know that until you cut the other processed shit out and then you're just tasting the apple and i know this is basic and everyone knows this but i'm excited to like re-experience it with my adult palate are you trying to get cast on f boy island season two i'm trying to get cast on anything (laughs) i'm trying to get cast on literally anything We should also say for this episode, um, we're recording it on Sunday because we are going to be out of town on Wednesday. So if anything happens between right now and the time this episode drops and it's like, why aren't they talking about it? If they federally legalize cannabis between now and Wednesday (laughs) and we come out and we're like, our story is about some pensioner in Ireland. We're complaining about the Marvel Universe. (laughs) (laughs) Like Biden signed a bill to legalize weed at a federal level. <laughs> Dinosaurs like, are back. Like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> and I should uh, shout out why we're going to be out of town. We're going to go to New York and D.C. Um, so check out Urban Aroma. Basically, Urban Aroma is just launching uh, on the East Coast. They've been around a while, but they've they've done this amazing um new website launch, urbanaroma.com. They're a listing platform for DC and New York and Barcelona on the East Coast. They've also got an editorial vertical that I'm doing some work for. They're just great people. They're committed to uh, honoring the outlaw voices and the people who made weed legal in the first place while also celebrating legal cannabis as it unfolds across the East Coast. And they've got some big parties coming up to sort of celebrate the launch of the brand, one of which is in New York. And we're going to the National Cannabis Festival in D.C. next weekend to also celebrate Urban Aroma because they're supporting the fest. Very, very stoked. Yeah. So if a bill does pass by Biden, maybe we'll be in D.C. for it. We can do a little fist bump with the uh, we'll with get the a, guy. Yeah, we'll get a sit down. Yeah, let's get a sit down. Take a picture of all of us in our shades. We'll get an, well, on the record. Yeah, just a real quick sit down with Schumer and Biden. No problem. Mm-hmm. Wish I was talking to Jill, but I'll settle for Joe because she seems really fun and cool. She seems like she's the best. Uh, yeah. And, you know, please do, Biden, if you have it in your uh, fucking uh, sites to do anything with weed get on that because we need we need to move forward with that and come on our podcast we have an amazing platform we have like a great (laughs) listenership people that i genuinely consider friends and um you know we should all talk about weed here sometime (laughs) so urban aroma uh on instagram is at urban aroma official uh check them out in new york and in dc if you happen to be in new york and you want to uh, check out their grand opening party. The invite is actually on their IG grid. It's on August 26th. It's featuring DJ Talib Kweli. They've got um, M1 from Dead Prez. They've got an amazing lineup. And then at the uh, National Cannabis Fest, the lineup is huge and Urban Aroma is sponsoring uh, an area. So if you can come through the National Cannabis Fest, look us up to come and say hi. Please, please, yeah. please, please, for real. Love to say hi. Love to get down. Love to smoke a joint. Yeah, but no Sundays. No Sundays. Like, yeah, no, no, I'm on, I'm eating vegetables the whole time. Oh, yeah. Sundays is your day of rest. It's going to be a tough time to figure out how to do 
www while on the road and traveling because i really want to i don't want this week to go by and like throw it to the wind nope you gotta pack snacks okay uh, you gotta kind of plan that's the crazy thing like you have to map out your day i feel like that's a big part of you know not just walking out and not knowing where you're gonna be you know eating because you can just all of a sudden walk i mean i'm in new york i'm gonna turn any corner and want to eat any of the things that i see in front of me absolutely <laughs> fucking falafel and shawarma and new york slices oh God, and fucking ramen and delicious steaks and burgers and fucking everything oh. all the stuff that how about that reality show and it's just called Turn the Corner in New York. And it's people who are like trying to make changes in their lives for the better. And then they turn a corner and, <laughs> and then, then they're they like, just... oh, no, <laughs> the Van Leeuwen ice cream truck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they have that new macaroni and cheese ice cream that I don't want to try, but I have to try. God, yes. Oh, no. Momofuku. <laughs> Shit. Oh, well, I guess I have to go in and eat here. And David Chang's inside cooking on the line. <laughs> I don't want to miss that. <laughs> oh, no. Cafe Luxembourg. I used to work here. I guess I should go in and get the steak tart. Damn. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a better name. Oh, no. All my dreams are coming true. My points. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you want to do Buds of the Week? Yeah, let's do Buds. Wait, before we do Buds. What? If we're going to talk about cool things, this is the last week to vote for our panel with South by Southwest called The Future of Edibles. Um, It's with Chef Nikki Stewart, who, speaking of Urban Aroma and the types of people who are going to be there, she was just in a video hanging out with Nas for his new album's listening party. She's a great chef who uses edibles from the future that I can't wait to learn more about at South by Southwest. And our other guest is Elise McDonough, who... I don't know. How do you how do you say legend without making it sound like too long ago? She's because just, she's like at the top of a lot of pyramids, yes. but she's also been doing this for a like long period of time. She's a legitimate edibles expert. When people say they're experts in an industry and they just showed up a couple years ago, that's always a little like I don't know, but Elise, truly, I met her in, I think, 2003. She was the first ever edibles editor for High Times. She wrote the cookbook for Bon Appetit. She is brand manager at Canacraft, one of California's biggest cannabis companies, bringing out new brands like the wonderful Gem and Jane that we love so much as a new, new line of infused beverages. She's She just knows what she's doing on every level, so... Please vote for our South by Southwest panel. The link is going to be in this show description. The link is also in our link tree on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be posting about it, I think, every day up till the 26th, which is the yep. last day of voting, which is the day after this comes out. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday, uh, please vote for our South by Southwest panel so that we can go to Austin and try and make the cannabis industry good from the inside out. That's right. We would like that so much. So much. Yep. It's a big deal and it's really important. Yep. So. Um, all right, buds of the week. Fine. Yes, you first Mine's or me? You want me to go no, first? It's not. It's not heartbreaking. It's just that, like, let me. Let I me, love this dude. Let me do my shout out real quick then. Um, my bud of the week this week is Beth Hoyt. She's at Beth underscore Hoyt on Instagram. She's a dear friend. She's a fucking hilarious comedian, performer, actor, writer, Instagrammer. Uh, just all around incredible person. She does incredible impressions of Tilda Swinton, Gwyneth Paltrow, Claire Danes, all sorts of funny people on her YouTube. And she just had a baby. She had a baby named Bowie. And Bowie is the cutest little babe. I can't even believe that he's in the world. So congratulations to Beth. Follow her. And I love you, Beth. (laughs) That's so, so, so good. (laughs) She's the greatest. My butt of the week this week... 
is Henrik Lundqvist. He just retired from the New York Rangers. He's one of the most incredible hockey goalies of all time. They're hanging his jersey in the rafters soon, which is, you know, in New York, in the NHL, if you know, you know. Um, he's one of the most exciting goalies who has ever played the game. My, I'm 5'9", so a lot of my goaltending was built on like speed, anticipation, instinct, and just being the best skater because I wasn't big enough to reach both posts. I had to be faster than everyone. This dude is 6'1 and 187 pounds, and he is just a lean, perfect machine. He won the Vesna. He was one of the only goalies to have like a bunch of 30-win seasons. He never won the cup, and that mm. is like the part where it's like, you know, but he did win a gold medal um, in the Olympics. And so, yeah, I don't know. He he did everything except for the one thing. And uh, he's my butt of the week because he retired on top. Wow. And so I hope that not winning the cup doesn't um, smudge how great of a player yeah. he is. How could it? Be- right. Well, because you think about other um, um, sports like... Uh, Charles Barkley, who's a big commentator now for the NBA, and it's like him and Shaq, and they're like the most viewed one. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, Barkley never won an NBA championship. He's one of the best forwards, one of the best players who's ever played in the NBA. Mm -hmm. But every time him and Shaq go toe-to-toe and start talking about things, Shaq just is like, what are you talking about? You never won the big one. Uh. And it's like a fucking sore spot. And so, um, yeah, so I just wanted to shout out Henrik. Um, If you want to watch a great highlight video um, on NHL on Twitter, did a great like tribute to him. And he's just an incredible goalie. And I wish he would have won the cup, but um, he was like one of my favorite players growing up. And so it's like a pretty cool, sorry I'm rambling, but like he meant a lot to me as a goalie who like was studying people he looked up to to make his game better and Henrik is one of them so Henrik Lundqvist Lundqvist do you know he's Swedish I was gonna say he's gotta be Scandinavian Swedish yeah wow so sorry it's a rambly one but it was like one that is um, from my childhood yeah Yeah. so awesome pretty cool I'd like to go to a hockey game with you someday I'd like two things I would like to go skating with you someday I'll just cling to the boards but I (laughs) I would have a great time going skating with you because I think we would have fun on ice together and then um, I would also like to go see a hockey game with you. And I think we've talked about it a few times before. So maybe when things are opening back up a little more, we can buy tickets and go see the fucking Ducks. I'd love to. I'd love to. Kings, Ducks, any of them. Maybe the Kings. But you have to tell me what kind of hockey game you want to watch with me. Do you want to watch the one where I'm explaining and talking and like we're talking strategy and things all the time? Or do you want one where it's just like dudes are bumping, getting in fights, scoring goals, and we're just like having a ball? I think think that you might think that I need explaining more than I need explaining because I'm Canadian so I no, grew no, up no, watching I, hockey yeah I don't mean like explain what a touchdown is and be like so it's seven points but only with a field goal that's the thing about this sport is you never know if you'll get the seven or you'll oh get the six God. but fa- matter of fact there's even two point convert like <laughs> like I'll be over here with the queso thank you <laughs> yeah no, you're thanks. like drinking cheese trying to shut me up please um no as in like the the idea of like how that play developed and momentum and like what the goalie did right there to anticipate and shift these things. Like yeah. are those things interesting no. to people? <laughs> That's what I need to know before I walk into a game. Good, good to hear. I just want to Thank go you. and have a great time. <laughs> Cause I was so lucky when I moved to Montreal. Um, my boyfriend, one of my 
first boyfriends in Montreal brought me to a bunch of, he brought me to Expos games and Canadians games. And I got to see the Habs play the Red Wings or like, you know, any of these fucking legendary teams. Like I saw Fedorov score a hat trick. It was fucking amazing. And so, um, you know, and I understand hockey as much as any Canadian understands hockey just from having fucking absorbed it through your pores because it's hockey night in Canada fucking every week, you know? Absolutely. So I just love it because it's, it's, I don't know, it, 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 I feel comforted by it. I feel like I'm at home when I'm watching it and I don't need to know too much about the strategy. Just like I don't need to know too much about strategy when I'm watching soccer. The joy is in just watching these athletes perform their ballet. Yes. Like, you know? Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't need more than that. I would just like to eat some, you know, hockey night snacks and, and scream with you. Fun. Yeah. All right. Then I can I can attend that kind of game with you. That would be cool. very fun to do. Let's get super baked and go. Okay, bet. Yeah. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening to this loose moose that we're recording on a Sunday because we're going to be in NYC on Wednesday. She's a moose and che- she's loose. Check out our Patreon too. Um, yeah. We just started doing something new called Splainers where we are splaining thanks, thanks to Mary Jane doing research and knowing what she's talking about. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We've got a little series going. We just did what is the endocannabinoid system. System, and what is decarboxylation? Talked a little bit about um, vaping temps. So it's a lot of fun. Thank you to all of you who listen here. And if you care about uh, doing a more of a dive into weed and grub, we're at patreon.com slash weed and grub. And on Instagram at weed and grub. And our Gmail or email is wg at weed and grub.com. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I just want to thank everyone again for being so kind to me. I've had some amazing messages uh, coming my way, just, you know, supportive and kind and wonderful. Um, thank you all for listening. And it's, it's been a, a wild few months, and uh, I'm just feeling really grateful. And I'm very grateful for you, Mike. Mary Jane. Yeah. You fucking rule. <laughs> you rule. You fucking merci, rule. Merci, merci beaucoup. Uh, je, fais, je suis ravie de vous, uh, d'avoir de, de, parlé avec vous. Uh, Uh, that's it (laughs) (laughs) bye